to the start of 2023. I hope that you have found your flow so far and you feel like you are out there, you're making things happen, you're networking, you're impacting people in a positive way, you're making money from your art, from your craft, and you're getting into the flow and you're feeling proud of the projects and the things that you're making because that's what life's all about. And I'm excited that you're here on Make Your Break once again, listening in. And today I have a really cool guest. I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I seen this account called Black Lens. So Black Lens is a community-made collective of established, emerging and aspiring black photographers and videographers across Australia. Now, I reached out to Michael. Michael is the founder of Black Lens and we have had a bit of a discussion and I find it really interesting why he started it, how he started it, um, the amount of help that he got, the response from the community and everything else. And, you know, I think it's so important to sort of reach out to people that are doing really cool things for their community. And this conversation, I believe, is really important. And um, I think it just left me thinking of so many new things and really like a sense of being proud to be Australian at this time, to see things, so many progressive things happening in so many different communities. And yeah, I think it's really cool to listen to this conversation that we're about to have. So... If you want to go over and check it out, it's Black Lens, so B-L-A-K-L-E-N-S dot com dot A-U. And you can check out some of the amazing photographers and videographers that are on that directory. And next time that you are booking a job, it is such a good idea to jump on something like this and see if you've got anyone local in your community before you actually fly someone around. There's also some education on the blog as well um, and some really cool resources. I know for myself... For years, especially for the destination wedding industry, um, I've always talked about like make sure that you research ahead when you're traveling around, especially doing destination weddings within Australia or, or wherever you are going in the world. You know, there's so many places that we go and there's holy sites, um, there's special sites that mean a lot to First Nations people and you need to know what you're doing, right? So I've talked to some amazing photographers in Hawaii and New Zealand and Fiji and Australia and the US, like so many different places. And there is a lot of the times there can be local laws that you don't know and maybe you can't even find on Google. And it's so important to have the conversation with someone local that knows what's going on. So you can respect all the different cultures, especially on land that is not essentially yours or land that you happen to be visiting. So that's really cool. I'm really excited. Um, this this episode is, yeah, one of my favorite discussions that I've had in a little while. Stick all the way to the end. You'll be able to hear how you can help Michael out with his project and um, you'll see how passionate he is about this. So let's get into it. Hey, Michael, so good to have you on the show. Um, I've been admiring your project that you got going on called Black Lens. And today I actually want to dive in and talk about that project and the things that you've been working on. So could you introduce yourself and tell us who you are to start? Yeah. Hi. My name is Michael Jalaru Toro. I'm a Juganyaru man from Broome in Western Australia. I do have ties to Java Java in the north of Broome and Gunyandi on the east of Broome in the Troy Valley, as well as the Nalama people down in the Pilbara. What can I say? I'm in my I'm close hitting 50 so i've been around for a while but mainly been doing photography for the last i'd say as a hobby in the last 10 years but professionally okay. in the last five before that i was in film and television and radio um, locally in Broome, a place called Glory media i've been in the media 
you know, for a long time and basically now, you know, focusing as a, you know, sole trader or I guess, you know, as a business and branching out in that way. And how do you find um, working for yourself? Like I know it's a little bit different. Have you been loving it? Oh, I mean, I mean pros and cons to everything and, and, you know, working for yourself, there are many hurdles and sometimes some sleepless nights, but um, like anything, you, you have to really just stay focused and see what the you know the end goal is and and for me is to i guess get out of that you know office mentality and to mm-hmm. actually you know travel a bit more meet new people and focus on projects that mean a lot to myself as well as doing the day-to-day type jobs yeah unreal it's- so what i want to know is um when you sort of started your career, well, say that 10 years ago, obviously you got into photography and then kind of worked your way up to go into full time. And then in the last couple of years, you've launched another project called Black Lens. Did that all stem this new project from your experience coming into the photography industry and, and like creating something for yourself? Yeah, that's pretty much right on the nose. Um, you know, coming from, a comfy job in the media industry, um, realizing that I had to get out on my own to, you know, create your own story and to get your name on those stories, a part of, also being just a part of another cognitive machine. So when I did, you know, put my feelers out there, how to get out there and become a business and, you know, try to find jobs and use my, I guess, my reputation of what I've done in the past and to really network, I guess it was it became a bit easier for me because just a bit of that history of how a media company works mm-hmm. as an organization and it's trying to, I guess, remodel that into, a, you know, being self-employed, which was in a way good, but then in a way bad because when you get out there, you realize, you know, mainstream industry is set in this way. And when I did go out there, you know, trying to find work in that, was difficult at, at the start because a lot of uh, mainstream industry and organizations already had their people mm. had their you know crew who wanted to you know do all that but so as well as you know to be honest a lot of you know existing you know black photographers created their own silos and they were comfortable in their own silos so you know as emerging and up-and-coming black photographers trying to get into the industry to be honest there's not a lot of support there so it wasn't yeah. a lot of support when I entered. And I realized there's got to be a better way. And there's got to be a way where I can actually, as I'm you know, rising up the ranks in the mainstream industry, there must be a way that I can support young people as well, or not necessarily mm-hmm. young, but just emerging photographers to get into the business side of things. And, um, and pretty much it, trial and error together, you know, like we have, everyone learns from that failures and success and try and lift each other up. So Black Lives Matter happened and there was that rush to mainstream to find all these black photographers. So that kind of benefited us as a group. And during the pandemic happened and then so everyone was stuck at home. So for me, it was a perfect way to network. So I just went crazy on online, Instagram, Facebook, found as many black photographers as I could 
you know, introduced myself and everything, my, my vision, sold on my vision. And fortunately, most of them, you know, saw that and came on board. And How did um, people respond to you straight away? A lot of people, I guess, you know, would rather, you know, step back and see what happens. And yep. Okay, so they're not I like on the front foot straight away. They're kind of like, okay, let's sort of feel this out a little bit. Not at the beginning because there was no yep. identity. There was nothing, mm-hmm. you know, nothing was out there. It was just basically me as a stranger mm-hmm. reaching out to people. So I figured I need, needed something else. I needed to create a carrot to dangle in front. So mm-hmm. I talked a lot with um, Moshe from Head On Photo Festival in Sydney. And we, we've been speaking about doing a program to get black photographers into a mentor program to help them get into an exhibition, basically. So that was a 12-month project um, online during pandemic times. So you, I used that as a carrot to try and get the group together, the majority mm-hmm. of us. And as that worked out well and everyone started talking, it's, it's funny because when we started the chat, group there wasn't a lot of um interaction mm. until one person i i won't say who it is but one person just brought up something that's always been on people's mind is how do we break into an in- industry with especially with black images and black stories when you've got a lot of non-indigenous photographers doing it? and that just started a discussion and oh so you I mean guess, like a non- non-indigenous photographers doing the same thing yeah like, as in like, so the same content same content, but they're getting all the accolades, a, they're getting the awards, yeah, totally, getting the jobs, totally. getting in our space. So for us, a lot of the black photographers find it very annoying because mm-hmm. they're just in a space and not giving other black photographers um, an opportunity. So that put the fire in the belly and then bang, it just started happening then. And Wow, so that all came all, from one conversation. Pretty much, pretty much. And, and then, it was yeah, just like one of those things that was like, you know, it's on everyone's mind, but it just took someone to say it and unveil it. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, it just clicked for people. Yeah, it was the elephant in the room. And and that was... That's, that's amazing. And then you saw from that discussion, you saw who was really passionate and who really, I guess, because everyone's spread out around Australia. Everyone has different levels of interaction with that. And you could see some people really butt heads against that because in some regions where you've got basically non-Indigenous photographers just hunting out for this work, you've got some who are just doing it because that's just part of the job and some are just ignorant to it all. So, you know, it's all different levels. And for us, instead of just, you know, going on the attack and attacking these people, it's more about education and and telling our story. Mm. So... Yeah, so then we came up with the name Black Lens as a group, came up with a logo. Claudine Thornton, one of our fellow photographers, came up with the logo. And then, yeah, I just set up the website to make a pretty simple directory and then just kind of got everyone to invite, I've invited everyone to create their own profile on this. So what happens, so when people and organisations go to the website, they see the profile of our black photographer members and they can um, contact them directly. So at the moment it's more about, yeah, like, you know, direct access to these people. So it's not a a paid subscription to access this content type thing. And we've been going, um, I guess, just over a year now 
at Black Lens. And so how's There's the so response many, so, been for sort of like even um, not so much just all the photographers and the people that are part of your community, but like people that are reaching out and looking to hire people on your directory? Because it's pretty hard to measure it yep. at the moment. But totally. It's totally. Uh, it's amazing, like the amount of people who are getting opportunities and work and, and because part of the group is, you know, you share opportunity as well and, and you reach out to crew because, you know, one of my, I guess, you know, the mantra part of it all is, you know, you uplift someone as you, you know, climb up the ladder. So yeah, you're always helping you. everyone. Yeah. And so everyone's, you know, kind of shared jobs and um, referred jobs, collaborated, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, you know, get into, you know, mainstream organizations. So for me, it's, I guess I'm championing and creating pathways to these mainstream organizations and, and explaining, well, let's create a pathway. And so that, you know, emerging photographers can understand exactly what they need to get to this certain level. And I love that. Which has been great. Do you feel like and, um, First Nations people and, and Aboriginals, everybody was not and still not, uh, represented enough in the photography and arts industry here in Australia? Yeah, I mean, if you go by stats, like Indigenous people, I think, will make up 3% of the population. But then out of that 3% of black imagery, we probably make up 10% or 20%. So majority of us, you know, even though we have a small population, majority of people who are creating content of Black people are non-Indigenous, so it's actually getting that balance right because there's a lot of work going around, you know, and it's just more allowing us to get into these spaces. And because it's also, you know, educating, you know, mainstream media, but then also educating our own Indigenous, you know, Mm. organisations around the country who are just reaching out to anyone to photograph their organisation's events and that opposed you know, and we're just encouraging, look, instead of doing that, why don't you encourage someone to take up photography in your community, maybe help them get the camera equipment and then just provide them support with work. And that's yeah, just, that. that's on a smaller scale and which every town and community around Australia should be able to do. And, mm. you know, on that grassroots level. And then, then you go up to the, you know, to the mainstream where, you know, I've worked with the AFL to try and create pathways for photographers to get in, which has been great. Um, I've shot a couple of footy games myself, trying to bring a couple of uh, emerging photographers in for a uh, um, dream time at the G game this year. Also, you know, in talks with Tourism Australia and all that stuff about getting or creating an industry where you can have local people in these regional areas take up photography to do all the well you know majority of the content creation for mm. indigenous tourism you know instead of flying someone in and out every couple of months you know is to help create an industry local and with photography you know you can do that um, yeah, locally. like you were saying there's just so much work out there and then it just makes so much sense to spread that work around to all these communities yeah yeah because each town will, will need a photographer to take photos of their local town events, mm-hmm. um, weddings, 
families? Uh, maternities, family, you know. There's a range where obviously, as a, you would know very well, as a photographer, you need to diversify your income. So not everything can be just on photography. So, you know, it, you know, you need that supplemented income. So, you know, but it helps in that regard to, you know, get out of that, that rut. With your directory, I also noticed like on your blog, you're also doing a lot of educating. So um, you're talking about educating before where you're educating communities and people around that, you know, we can and everyone can create work in their own towns and, and keep it all localized. But also you're doing some education where it's like protocols. So it can be for like, like you were saying, there's a lot of naive photographers that sort of cruise around and they can go to sometimes like some indigenous sacred sites as well. And they don't know what this, you know, what they, what to do, what not to do. So an example could be people flying into Ayers Rock, for instance, and then doing whatever that they do there. So with Black Lens, do you sort of want to aim it towards really educating the whole photography um, community as a whole here in Australia? With the whole community, I, I think they, they can really educate themselves in that regard. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want them to say, you got to do this course at Black Lens to be able to go out and no. photograph things. So it's just more about giving. Creating the resources. But having that, resources, but, you know, having that discussion, especially at the moment, it is really more about black photographers talking amongst each other to find out what that model is. Because I myself don't want to be the person who puts out this, model which you know everyone has to follow we, we all have to kind of work on something together so it mm. kind of has a balance and, and a variety and then once we have those discussions then you know we'll, we will start having recorded discussions you know like doing podcasts and, and stuff like that you know and there's ideas of, of doing like a round table television mm. or web series to create that resource that's not too in better words, educational is just more about sitting down to a conversation and the people conversation. getting, yeah, and then creating other types of resources that can be, you know, um, I guess spread out to all types of um, local industry. It's, it's so big in scope that, you know, I'm just doing it myself at the moment until we kind of sort it out because, yeah. you know, there, there's scope for basic camera workshops and then you know advanced camera workshops but then you know there's business side of things as well because you know going from a hobby to a business is such a huge leap that you know we don't want to set each other up to fail so you know mm. we, we really are trying to work in with you know black law type firms um, as well as accounting you know there's all these things we need to set up in place to in the end, you know, create a, a I guess, a, a black space that is uh, really promoting black photography as a business and set it up for the future, you know, like, uh, because, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's creating that model that can just keep running on its own. It is amazing that yeah. like this stuff just doesn't, didn't even exist before, you know, you've come along and changed something. And then sometimes it takes someone like yourself to see that something's not right and you, and you would love to see some change in the world. And then you've gone out there and you've created that change and you are creating that change by bringing people together and starting those conversations. So I think it must like, it feel, must feel really fulfilling to take on a project like this and work with the community. 
Yeah, I mean, already, you know, they, they look at <laughs> some, some of them look at me like, in a way, they're, they're teasing me, calling me, the, you know, one of the elders now, which is, you know, <laughs> ironic. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, for me, it's, it's a lot of the time people are waiting for the government or someone to fix a problem. Mm. In, this, in this case, we don't need government to fix it. But we just need to come together. And as we come together and work together, you know, we can actually create our own industry in that regard. And then hopefully government will support the industry mm. because I would rather an industry be designed by us opposed to something that's designed by bureaucrats in the government space. So, and hopefully that'll, you know, branch out to other types of mediums, you know, because there's not, nothing stopping a black space that's full of graphic designers, you know. There's a lot of graphic black graphic designers around the place. And, you know, totally. it just, work, works through like, I mean, in all yeah. creative fields. And I think like for so, so many people, it's, it would be so easy. Say for instance, for me, I can jump on here and I can hire like a black photographer here in, you know, Byron Bay that can work with our team and things like that. And I do think this just makes everything so easy and so accessible. And, and like you're saying, like in any industry, especially in the creative industry, like you could have this yeah. same thing all over the place. Yeah, well, I'll have to shout out to, if you're in Byron, um, shot by Joshua. He's just moved up there and created a space. So he's from down at um, Tasmania side, and he's been doing a lot of work in Melbourne and Sydney, and now he's he's up there. So you've got one of our crew. It's awesome. Residing in Byron Bay. So yep. There you go. I'll, I'll send you his details. Yes, please. <laughs> you might have, um... to, you'll have to get him on your podcast too because um, – He's done amazing in the 12 months. You know, he's used COVID and everything else as a way to um, to just gain work and network and hmm. I guess find a space, you know, to strengthen his business. So, yeah. Why do you think right and, now, like, it's been such a perfect storm? Like, I know you were talking about before, like, COVID, Black Lives Matter, like that whole movement happened. There's been so many different things. But do you think, like, over the years we've sort of, like, we're getting more messages out there, people getting more connected and sort of more waking up to what's happening around Australia, around the world, things like that. And so people are having more harder conversations and as a result, there is more progress? Yeah. Before social media, you know, it was really hard to find a black creative easily. And then even then when social media did happen, it was still quite hard. You don't know where do you start. And so with creating the, the social media side with the Instagram was a way to network that way. But then, you know, also on a website, you know, a, a space where people can go, at least give them an idea of where to start. Um, that was the whole point of mm-hmm. the website version of it because if you just Google Aboriginal photographer, you can come up with anything. So, and, you know, unfortunately there are people out there who who prey on that as well, who totally self-identify as it but don't necessarily have the community network of a black photographer in that regard and and then some you know to be honest i've I've just had so many instances of people saying i couldn't find a black photographer which yeah so you're just solving a problem just straight away yeah 
because sometimes, you know, people are just lying, you know, or, you know, just mm. all never tried hard enough. So, or they, like I said, they'll use people who are, who have created their own pillars and so this is everywhere. But we're, we're trying to really push for local black photographers. So, you know, if you can find someone in your region, um, they would know, or, you know, they would know more about the black community in that region and mm. what's appropriate and whatnot. But then also you're supporting people in that region until, you know, the group gets bigger and everyone gets to the level of we can do it as a business because, you know, a lot of people do, they're finding it hard to go from hobby to business. I noticed um, like on your website, it says that it's community, it's a community led and created directory. So tell me about yeah. that. So right now, like obviously no one's getting paid. Are yeah. you, so you're doing this, but like, what, what do you see for the future of this project? I mean, yeah, at the moment it's all coming out of my pocket because, you know, that's just what I believe and yeah. how I can set it up because I'm quite busy as well in my normal day-to-day stuff. So hopefully I can get it to a space where um, we can get some funding for it to mm-hmm. then get staff to run it, you know, the, run the admin side of things, all that jazz. So it's all, I'm in no hurry because yeah. I think if we rush it, then it can fail before it becomes successful. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, you know, giving time and space for the group to actually grow within themselves to, to, you know, to, to level up to where they can take those, you know, a bit more of those um, responsibilities. So it's just something you can't rush. So are you getting much help for it? Not a lot, not a lot. And it's one of the things where there's enough help at the model as it is now. You know, we've got Bobby Lockyer running the socials on it. Which is yeah. great. So she's a photographer based in um Port She's Edward amazing. I've actually w. reached out to her to get her on the podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. So she's moving east, so somewhere. Yeah. So she'll be closer to you. So you might get her face to face. So you know, she's gone skyrocketed with her career, you know, with her photography and art. Mm. And, you know, and so a lot of a lot of the group learn from her as well, you know, and and you know, you've got Trent White who's doing his amazing community work stuff based around Queensland. Um, you know, you've got Marley Morgan who's just excelled in the fashion industry, you know, doing all his shoot. Yeah, Joshua who's same thing in the fashion. Um, Loie Hunter who's doing the the, um, the sand art with um, the drone photography. You know, he's gone leaps and bounds. You know, he's got his own gallery now in um, Geelong. Yeah. Oh, there's... There's out of the group. There's quite a lot of success stories who, are, like I said, going on their own journeys. I wouldn't say it's kind of like outgrowing the group, but still connected in a way because you know when you get that success, time is money, you know, and, and you become limited in that regard. So, and you can see the others who are stepping up now. You know, mm. another great, you know, you got Luther in um, Gold Coast who's getting more into the fine art photography side of things. You know, looking to do his first major exhibition. You've um, also got uh, Mandy Smith um, who's in Victoria who's excelled at her type of photography. It's kind of like light painting photography. Yeah, I, I can go on and on. There's, there's, you know, there's a it's amazing. It's amazing to see you yeah. so passionate. And um, 
so happy to see everyone succeed because so often there's so many people that don't love to see everyone around them succeed and you actually genuinely want to see you know everyone in your community hit new heights and like you were saying before you're putting down the ladder as everyone builds up and I think that's really important and I can see it in Bobby and, and so many of these photographers that they are still connected and it doesn't matter how successful they get, they always know where they come from and they're always there to help. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of other people in our communities can learn from that and, you know, to come together. Mm. Like I said, that is community driven. That isn't part of government funded projects or something, which, you know, always have a time timeline of one or two years you know so with us it's more you know creating that network um seeing everyone grow and and learning from that opposed to doing the opposite and you know to be honest you know we are still looking at a lot of you know non-indigenous photographers and seeing how they are successful and and learning from that as well you know we're, we're definitely not just this bubble that is insular you know we are reaching out to to a lot of people, a lot of allies, you know, or, you know, people like to say, but mm-hmm. there, there's a handful of, you know, Australian and even international photographers who do have a passion to to help us as well. So, you mm. know, and hats off to them because I know the you know, the photography industry, you know, 20 years ago was very different, very different. It's Everyone was even for our own little ago. space. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's changed a lot. And I think, you know, I, I do think it's a bit unfair where, where a lot of, even to this day, where there's a lot of those stereotypes where a certain group of people are controlling the photography industry, which I, I think has changed a lot in this time. And I think it really comes down to now is what's your excuse to get that job? Mm. You've, you've, you've got to, like, the best time now to put yourself out there and do the hard yards if you need to be. There are doors opening. You got to be ready to take it. You know, when when someone knocks on your door, you got to be ready. And I'm always tell my group, you know, like, don't promote yourself if you're not ready to take the job because it'll <laughs> they'll come knocking and they'll expect an invoice or a quote, and you got to give it that day. And you can't say oh, I don't know how to do one. Mm. So you know, everyone's got to be ready and. You got to be ready to travel, or you got to be ready with gear-wise for those jobs. Well, it's we also great that sit. you've given them such a supportive community in the background too, so they could ask you those questions and yeah. ask everybody those questions. You know, so um, I think that's like one of the most important things, especially with our confidence, especially as people are up and coming. It's just like knowing that I can ask the question of like, what should I charge? Mm. How much should I charge? Where can I travel? What should I do? Things like mm. that. So I think it's really important what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the hardest question always, though. How much do I charge? You know, you never know. And you just got to throw it up and see if they buy it. Yeah, times. of course. But then you can't throw a number and, you know, you, you got to deliver as well. So it, it's, it's that I do give the group some, you know, reality checks at times. Like, you know, you got you to do some work to earn a certain amount of money, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, you can charge for your cultural knowledge as well. So there's a there's a balance because depending on who you are and how you're connected to a community, you can get access to photos that non-Indigenous people can never get. Mm. So there is value there that you have to put on your work as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about 
knowing your self-value and, and what you can offer. You might not be the most experienced photographer, but if you can get access, then that's exclusive, worth more than... Exclusive access you know, is one of the most valuable things, yeah. Exactly. So that's where I'm, I'm throwing that model where we've got a lot of people who have those connections and communities all around Australia. They just don't have the gear or the skills to take that photo. Mm. And once they get that, they've got really exclusive imagery that non-Indigenous people can't get because a lot of these things happen, you know, spur in the moment, as you would know, and you can't wait for someone to fly in on a plane or a chopper next week. So that's, that's where it's driving that skill set of, of doing it in your own community and capturing your own community. Uh, Michael, for yes. all the amazing creatives around the world that are listening right now, how can we help you in your cause and how, what could we do that would move the needle? I guess awareness is the next thing. I, I think reaching out, I mean, you can go via the Black, Black Lens um, Instagram page. There's a list of our, our group there. Find Maybe find one of the photographers that you connect with and maybe just reach out and have a conversation. I think that's the first thing to do. And then from there, find out how you can help and support. Because to be honest, you know, if a lot of the group, we don't want to be in this echo chamber hearing from the same people saying, oh, it's great work you're doing. If you hear from people outside the the, the bubble, even if, you know, they might look, this, this person has achieved everything in the world, why are they contacting me? And it's that's, that's that, you know, you get that lift from that conversation and that connection. And that's all it can take, you know, to 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 make someone realise oh, I have something here, you know, because someone outside of the bubble has taken their time to connect with me and you have that discussion. And that, that can mean the world to someone, you know, and you know, go from there. Love that, Michael. As you know, like I'm, I'm a business coach and I loved, I like coach so many photographers around the world and I've got a big community as well. For me, like I would love to also, like, I don't know how I could help you, but if you ever need any help in any way or any kind of coaching or any kind of running past anything, any kind of idea or anything, like, I don't know how I can help you, but I know that, you know, sometimes just a little bit of support like that can help. So definitely reach out. I've got time and I'd love to do it. And, you know, like for your community as well, and I know a lot of them will be listening right now, but definitely reach out. This, this com- the community is huge in the whole yeah. creative industry. And I think it's so important to always know that you're not the little guy and it doesn't matter how big someone is or how small someone is. Like everybody's here doing the thing and we all love doing the thing and we're passionate about it. And that's why we started it. So make sure you do reach out. But yeah, Michael, if you ever do need any help with anything, not saying that I've got all the answers, but of course I'd love to, love to jump in and help in some way if that helps. I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that. And, and and as you said, you do have a great, huge network. And I think, you know, after the discussion is actually, you know, if people want to collaborate and just all photographers have passion for photography. You know, as you would know, when you meet someone who's a photographer, you just have a, a yarn, you have a talk, and it's just, exactly. just one of them passions that is universal around the world. And I, I guess that's why the photography community all around the world is so passionate and strong because mm. we all have that passion for photography. And and I think for, for a lot of black photographers who are coming into this space, it's something that, you know, they are all learning as well and are being appreciative of being part of this larger network 
of photography. So I love that so much. You know, just just tell you know everyone just to reach out to people and have a connection. That's all it is. And start yeah. from there. Well, I think you're doing an amazing thing, and to be um, to be fully transparent on a selfish level, like I feel really proud that you're doing this because, like, it feels like you're representing, you know, something amazing in Australia and something that I'm part of in some way. And um, I think it's it's really really important. So well done on it, and um, I'm really excited to see all the things that you do in the future. And I'm gonna for sure keep in touch. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? So I mean, obviously, you can find the Black Lens through it. Um, so black is without the C. So it's our modern way of, of, of our black identity in Australia. So blacklens.com.au. And you can find um, some of our members there and direct contact and directly back to the Instagram. Or you can go to at blacklens on Instagram and find a lot of us there. Um, me personally, I'm Jalaru Photography on Instagram. Come follow me or jalaru.com.au and on my website love it thank you michael talk to you soon yeah thanks for reaching out and uh, being part of the the journey hey make your breakers want to streamline your audible dose of inspiration motivation and creative biz insights with a custom playlist made just for you um was that a yes please Kicking our arses into gear, sifting through all of Make Your Break's episodes to date. Yep, we're talking all 200 plus episodes. We've meticulously curated some banging playlists just for you. We want to help you to make that break ASAP. So whether you're a newbie or have listened to every episode a million times, jump into the show notes and check out the little something something we whipped up to generate your very own custom playlist.